Hello and welcome to the Paranormal Paradigm podcast, or should we say video cast? Yeah. This is our very first video cast. We've had a few people. Is it called a video cast? A vodcast. Vodcast, yeah. We'll call it a vodcast. Shows how little I know. <laughs> um, we've had a few requests from several of our listeners to do this. People want to see us sitting in my living room talking. So apparently, yeah. <laughs> don't don't know why, but here we are. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we, we aren't interviewing a guest today. We're going to be talking between ourselves and we're going to be talking about experiences that we've had um, while we've been out on paranormal investigations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, Ben, you've got a lot of stuff you want to talk about. If you see us looking down here, it's because we've got the list. Yeah, I've got some notes written down. What we're going to talk about. Um, we can get away with it when we're just audio, but yeah. uh, we can't <laughs> when, it's, uh, when you can see us, so sorry. Um, so, yeah, Ben... Um, are you, what, what are your thoughts well, about doing this? I, I mean, this is something that I've done in the past um, with a different YouTube channel. So this is plug like it, plug it, normal. Plug it. So our YouTube channel is Inverter Ben. It's about my invertebrates that I keep. Um, so if anyone's got any interest in that, go and check that out. Uh, so this is quite normal for me, really. Just talking to a camera as if I'm talking to someone. <laughs> and you hope there's someone watching. I hope there's someone going to watch at the end. <laughs> well, maybe there is. We should get out the K2 meeting and see if there is. Um... Actually, no. This is my house, I hope. No, if, there oh, are, yeah. if there are spirits here, just, you know, yeah, back keep off. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll we'll get going. So um, we'll talk about some experiences that we had down at Draco Tunnels. Yeah, now, so I think the first uh, investigation we ever went on was at Draco Tunnels, wasn't it? Together, yes. Yeah. And yeah. we were um, paying customers. We were, yes. Um, so we went with a group. Uh, we weren't part of a team. Nope, not um, at the time. I remember we got very excited. We we worked together <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. time and we um you know we were looking up on the computer I suppose we shouldn't have been, but we were looking up on the computer, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, places to go and investigate and who we could go with and um this place came up, it looked really good. Yeah. And away we went. In fact it was this is gonna be really sad, but I think it was the fourth of November was the day. <laughs> And we're really? talking like three right. or four years ago. I now. remember it being absolutely freezing cold. Yeah. It was definitely like winter time. Yeah, but Draco Tunnels is one of those places where you you go outside to warm up. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, this yeah. place, you're, you're like 400 feet or something below ground at the deepest point. Yeah. It's about five miles worth of tunnels mm -hmm. all in all. Um, but it doesn't drop below, is it five degrees, ten degrees? Might be ten. Ten, I think. It but won't ever drop below ten degrees because of the depth of where it's at. But it's still cold. But it's still cold. When you're there for hours at a time, yeah. at night, it is still cold. I mean, this place was built as a as a, a war bunker, basically, and I know, yeah. uh, I think Rover used it to store plane parks during the war. Um, and some of these tunnels, you can get like two Arctic lorries down side by side. Oh, they're massive. They are huge. huge. And it, it, even if you don't get to see you know anything spiritual happening, it's just a great place to go. Just to see the, I wouldn't call it architecture, but you know, yeah, the building well, it's, it's an engineering feat yeah, itself. It's... Just to watch and just see, you know, how they've run all the uh, the pipes and everything. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And of course, things. most of most of the place isn't hooked up to electric either. And when it's dark, it's dark. I mean, it's dark. Yeah, we we do locations where you know there's a fire exit sign, so it's not quite dark, mm. or there's a street light outside. But this place, you can hold your hand light here, and you just cannot. You wouldn't know who's there. Someone could stand right in front of you, and you wouldn't even know they were there. No, it's uh, it's very dark. If ever you get the chance to go down there, um, do. Yeah, because definitely it's, recommend it. It's a great, it's a great place to go. Um, so yeah, it was our very first one. Um, I'd been on a couple. It was your very, very. It was first my one very ever. first one. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So we went down there and I'll talk about my, one of my experiences down there and that was when I participated in the human pendulum. So for those that don't know what that is, firstly, buy my book. It's explained in there. Um, nice plug. <laughs> but also, uh, it, it, it's basically just a, we, it's like a dowsing kind of experiment, whereas instead of using a pendulum on a string, we use a pendulum as the human body. Yeah. So person stands up, they, they get relaxed, not hypnotised, just relaxed. Some people stand around them so they can see. We tend to put a person in front and behind so they don't, in case they fall over, just for health and safety. And luckily, on this instance, he was behind me. Um, and once you're relaxed, they ask for a spirit to interact with you and give a yes or no answer. And the idea is that the body sways one way or another. And then they ask for um, the opposite answer, and it goes the normally goes the opposite way. And well, yeah, uh, it's kind of like a reverse pendulum because you're fixed at the bottom, the top swaying rather than it being the yeah, other way around. That's so right, yeah. I'd say that's the best way to describe it, really. Now, I am quite dubious about this experiment. I believe a lot of it lies within the subconscious um, and the ideometer effect, um, which is where you have involuntary movements of the body. But um, the one thing stops me from really thinking it is completely part of the subconscious, and it was my experience. And I got relaxed, I got kind of. Uh, I guess I was I was really relaxed, you know, half one in the morning's not hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guy started asking questions, and um, I don't really remember the questions being asked. I don't really remember much noise, and as far as I was concerned, I was doing my damnedest to stay still. I wasn't yeah. moving. Um, but apparently, later, I know Ben's missus said that I was doing what's called the Michael Jackson lean, and yeah. I'm, I'm a big guy. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing the Michael Jackson lean. Um, and then eventually... I had this huge whack on the top of my head and it flung me backwards. So at this point, you know, I got a bit scared because it's, it's physical. Ben's caught me from hitting the floor yeah. and they've half carried me out of the room. And I just feel this grip on the top of my head, a voice-like grip. And we go to the next room and um, this guy's trying to calm me down. I can't remember my name. I don't know what day of the week it is. And for several minutes, it carries on like this. And then as I start coming around and, and you know, coming back to be myself... I hear this growl behind me, so I spin round and the guy says, whoa, 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 just look at me, don't focus on that, just look at me. When we went back into the room, the people we'd left... Yeah, so all of us, there was probably another 12, 15 people yeah, in that time. room. Yeah. Um, so we'd all stayed, there was only you and the other guy that had left. Yeah. yeah so we'd all stayed there and we'd, and you'd done, the, we'd the, done a bit of like calling out yeah. and all that sort of thing. And... Uh, and, and you recorded an EVP of, of the of, guy saying hello. Yes. Um, and we did the timings and it turned out that the growl we heard happened roughly the same time that they'd recorded hello. Yeah. And if any of you know about, about my theory about how spirits operate on frequencies that we can't detect, then this would make sense. You know, to the human ear we heard a growl, but on a recorder that can pick up um, higher or lower frequencies yeah. than the human ear, it's picked up hello. So to us, it was this animalistic, evil, real, you know, nasty growl. But the recording was actually as innocent as you could be. It was hello. It was literally just someone like hello, hello. It was you know, it was like <laughs> wow. So it goes to show that you shouldn't really trust your ears as far as as far as you know yeah. this theory goes, because it, it could be something completely different. Um, so yeah, that was my, uh, I guess, lasting um, experience down at, down Drake yeah. Tunnels. That it, it really shook me up. Um, and it was quite, it was quite physical, I guess. What it was, it whacked me and hit me over. Um, and yeah, so that that was my experience. I know Ben's got. got yeah, one. I mean, um, another experience that we've got that we've we've made note of is um, 
an orb that we saw. Uh, again, this was on a recording. Uh, we, didn't, we couldn't see it physically. Um, and at the time, this coincides with another experience where we were using uh, a spirit board. And because of the time this place was built, uh, we decided to play some music that would be from the time that people would be down there. Uh, it was in the kitchen area, so it would have been busy. There would have been music playing yeah. you know, while they're cooking, all that sort of thing. And um, we were sat down. There was two of us sat down, uh, just recording with a phone. There was uh, yourself and someone else, sort of dancing around a little bit, trying to sort of build the <laughs> yeah, energy, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we saw this red orb come onto the screen on this recording, and there was like it looked like one, and then it split into two, and it's like. It's almost like they were dancing around each other yep. with this music playing, and it was so weird. Yep. And we watched it back and back, and like down in Dracula Times, it's quite damp as well, so you're not really kicking up dust and dirt off the floor. No, because no. we thought maybe it's dust. Well, you could see bits of dust coming up. Yeah, uh, like tiny little specks, like yeah. reflecting in the light of the phone. But that was completely different. It was bright red, and it came and it came up as it towards. Worked, it went yeah. round you. It went round, and then across the front. It yeah. literally moved around. Yeah, and, and you saw it while recording. I mean, we've got actually got the video footage of this, so any, if anybody contacts us, I, I don't yeah. mind sending you this footage to, to show you what we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was literally like there were two red orbs dancing yeah. intertwined as that as they came around me. It was so um, weird and that seeing was, that. that was sh we were dancing to Vera Lynn, and that was shortly after we were doing a spirit board in the same area, which is yeah. always active in this area. And... Um, I told them I was turning Viril enough because I'd had I'd had enough and she's rubbish. Because um, you like to antagonise them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you get a bit sort of like you know if nothing's happening, you sort of like oh come on, come on. Yeah, let's, let's, let's poke the bear a little bit. Yeah, I mean I'm not disrespectful <laughs> or anything. No, but, no, no, no. You know, um, I'd be like that with a human, I guess. You know? <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we I said I'm turning it off. It's rubbish and the glass straight away as fast as you like straight over to no. Yeah. I said, well, I guess we're keeping it on. And that's when we went and decided to have a dance. And if you if you get to see the video, then you'll, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Um, another thing we had down there was, again, the same area on the board, was with um, a girl. And um, a physical girl. She, she, was a, she was a guest with us, not, not a spirit girl. And we were doing the board, and we asked the spirit who it was there with, and it went over to her. Uh, she was there with her mum, I think. I think, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think she was, yeah, yeah. And we... Um, so I asked if she and her mum would take the finger off the glass so the only people left were the people that, that, that didn't know them. Uh, she then, um, I asked if she could ask some more questions, mm -hmm. so she did. She asked things like my date of birth, what school yeah. did I go to, yeah. what's my sister's name, stuff like that. And um, the people touching the glass answered every single question correctly. Um, and she got quite upset actually. Yeah. Started yeah, crying. Yeah. Um, we then found out that she wasn't as old as she should have been. She hadn't, she she lied about her age I think yes um, yeah. so it was kind of a mutual agreement that she was going to leave but to be honest I think she would have anyway because I think she's pretty freaked out yeah um, I mean that, that sort of thing with the ageing that's purely for insurance purposes yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not ageist yeah <laughs> if, anything, like, if anything I mean I'd love to take small children because they can see oh, things that, 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 yeah. that we can't um, like Drake might be a little bit scary that would be them. too scary yeah <laughs> uh, we'll have to like investigate a soft play Yes, but then yeah, that would yeah. be too distracting. Mm, maybe <laughs> <laughs> get off the slide, come and do the spirit board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that similar instance happened at a place called Smevic Baths, and we'll talk about that later. But that was a very interesting thing because we were answering the questions mm 
and um, no one, to our knowledge, was on the glass, would have known these the answers to yeah. these questions. But I think she asked about four or five, and he got every single one right, which was quite creepy in itself. Um, ben, do you want to talk about the golem thing? Oh, the creature, <laughs> the, the the golem creature yeah. type thing that we saw. <laughs> so we have a room that we we use as a main hub. So at different points during the night, we'll all go back there, have a bit of a break, have a drink, a bit of a snack, whatever. And we walked out of this room, and I think, was it yourself that was there first? I can't remember if it was you or someone else. It was just staring. Oh, yeah, down. we were slightly outside the yeah. room. Yeah, so if you imagine a long corridor, and then off it is a little room, and I was stood outside the door looking down, yeah, down this like corridor. Yeah, down this corridor. And in the tunnels as well, there's all these different little buildings... Um, they have like the toilets and stuff like yeah, toilet, like toilet blocks. blocks and that so sort you imagine of thing, looking down a long corridor, there's like little yeah blocks dots, just dotted around side, like yeah. toilet blocks, offices, that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're only the, the height of a, a normal room in a house. Yeah, but the tunnel um, is but like, the tunnel's like yeah. four times the height of that. So they've got roofs on all these. So we were stood, you were stood there, and you were looking at, it, and I remember you calling me over and just being like, "Stand there, look down there, tell me what you see." So I'm looking, I'm staring, and all I can see is I can see this, this building, and on the roof is, it, it literally looked like, like a golem. It looked like a golem, Lord yeah, so, yeah, you know. The... Like some sort of like creature all bent over, sort of on all fours, and it was just sat there, and we called another couple of people out, they came out, and they could see what we were looking at. Um, we shone torches down there, but nothing would show up, there was no shadows, casting on anything because no. again no electrics no light um i mean even for the entrance we have to put candles down for people to follow yeah because yep, there's, yep. there's literally no electric candles in the toilet it's, yeah it's pitch black it's so it couldn't have been a shadow there was no structures no. in front of us no because we've made we, that structure we went, we went we plucked up the courage to go a little closer yeah and then by the time we moved on and had a bit of a chat when we look back there was nothing. Nothing there. It's like it just disappeared. And, and at some point, I'd say there was probably four, five, or six of us all looking yeah, down. Yeah, we were all point. staring down this thing. And you could all see this outline. Yeah. And we weren't pulling it in each other's heads initially. You know, we weren't saying, look No, because you just say, look down can there. Can you see that creature? We yeah, you say, have a look down there, see what you can see. And they were all coming back with what it looks like a, a, an animal or something yeah. that's, that's on yeah. this roof. And of course, I understand I'm the biggest skeptic going that we potential, um, you know, planting of the subconscious. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm suggest power of suggestion is what I'm looking for. So I'm telling it, you, yeah. you're telling them, and eventually we're all seeing the same thing because that's what we feel. But um, yeah, I, it's I, almost I, like I know what I saw with my own eyes, and I know, yeah. I know Ben yeah. did. So um, even if the other guys were subconsciously being led on by things that we were saying, we definitely saw. Yeah, it. We, <laughs> we definitely saw something. Hundred. Whatever it was, I don't know, but there was something. Now, sat on that roof. There's so many things that have happened down Draclow tunnels. I mean, we had um, uh, we were in a room that was like it used to be a key room, so it's where the, the security guards used to be. And we've had two or three groups set on separate occasions. Different people claim they feel a small animal walking around their legs. Um, people described it as a cat or a dog. Now I think it would make sense that it was a dog because a security, security man would probably dog, have yeah. a dog. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's still in the same room that he would have been when 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 he was alive. Um, but the la the one we're going to end on for Draco Tunnels was I think it might have actually been the last time we were down there and there's a part of the tunnels as you go right towards the back 
um, and there's a slope, and it's slightly like that, and it, I think it leads outside at the top. Yeah. And it gets damp. I mean, imagine it's damp down there anyway, but it gets damper and damper as you get closer to this place because you're getting closer to outside. And um, we were all stood on this tunnel. Now, the tunnel's probably roughly, I don't know, 50 metres long, 30, mm. maybe not even 50, 30 metres long. Yeah, yeah I'd say about um, 30 metres. And it's like that all the way. Yeah. And then to the bottom, you can only turn right, so it's like, you know, like, yeah, like an L yeah. shape. There's um, only one way in and out of that yeah, tunnel, the because the door's always locked to yeah, the other yeah. end, so you can't get in that way. And we were all there, the, the, everyone on this investigation, we were all there, uh, and it's a, like I say, it's a big place, we make sure we don't lose people there. Yeah. And we were all stood halfway up this tunnel, so it was probably about 15 metres to the bottom, and we were all, you know, just calling out, general stuff, and it's cold, and it's late, it's dark, and as, as human nature goes, we are literally like penguins. <laughs> all huddled together, you know, and um, so we start calling out and then someone starts whistling, they say, you know, can you copy this whistle, that classic technique, Yeah. and I'm absolutely awful at whistling, um, but someone does this whistle and we don't get anything. About a minute or so later, they say, come on, copy this, they whistle again, and within about three seconds, we get a whistle straight back, Yeah. and it was so close to us that I turned my torch on and actually began accusing people yeah. of, 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 of having yeah. a laugh, you know, like I was basically saying, well, don't do that because we're actually trying to get something here. And they all looked at me yeah. like, completely like, shocked. Like, no, trust me, we heard that as well. So I was like, okay, right. And the thing is, on investigations, you have your team around you and you trust your team. And it's not that I don't trust other people that come with us, but we don't know them. And they might be trying to have a laugh, they might be there for, oh, of course, know, for, yeah, for yeah. giggles and whatever. I mean, I don't know why people would pay to come on the investigation and, to spoil and, it. And to spoil it, yeah. But you would get people like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and, well, you do, I mean, we've well, had them. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, this happened about three more times. However, on the third time, the whistle sounded as if it had come from down the, the slope and around the yeah. corner. It was more echoey. And, of course... I can't explain that because we were all there. Mm -hmm. So when it happened, I turned my torch on, I went down to the bottom just to see if one of the group had snuck away. Uh, we're such a trusting bunch. <laughs> no, um, <yeah. laughs> but there was no one there and that's where the whistle had come from, just around the corner. And we couldn't see where it was and um, that was... that was t When we heard the first whistle, I've got to be honest, I was petrified. Because <laughs> although this is what we do and we do it for a reason, when you actually get, if any of you ever have, when you actually get something back, you're kind of like, whoa. Yeah. It, okay. it takes you by surprise. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Because you know, um, I know this, again, it sounds quite, I guess, negative for what we do, but you don't expect to hear anything I was going to say, we, we go on investigations not expecting to really get anything. Yeah. So when you do get something, you kind of like, whoa. oh, okay. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. And and it puts you on, on the back foot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I think we had it three times or so, and... Um, each time it answered us uh, within three or four seconds. Yeah. Um, and it was just a, a fascinating experience, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's Drake Low Tunnels. So if, if anyone gets a chance to go down there, even if it's just to look around the tunnels, because I know they do tours and that sort of thing, yeah. sometimes down there. Yeah. Um, and they set definitely out within, within worth going. Yeah. So just follow Drake Low Tunnels on Facebook, and when they're doing tours, walking tours, photography tours, yeah. they're turning it into a museum, I think. So you can always have a look and, and, and get on the tour but like I say they sell out in minutes um, right so the next place this is quite a famous place within the ghost hunting community uh, for those that have watched TV programs and stuff like that um, this place is called the Ancient Ramian and it's in Gloucestershire mm -hmm. now Ben has an interesting 
yeah, experience in here. Experience but you, you probably had. I was disappointed with this place. I'm going to be honest. It was built up. I was hyped up. I'd seen the programs. I'd heard the stories, yeah. and I thought this is going to be mega. Took my wife with me, who hates these things, telling her, "Oh, this is going to be great." And in my opinion, it was a bit of a flop. But Ben had a great experience. Yeah. So this it's not a huge place. It's 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 got a lot of rooms for for such a small place. It's quite compact. There's a lot of rooms for places, you know, because obviously it was an inn. People stayed there, all that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. There's one area that's kind of like I'd describe it as like a barn, almost like a, a garage, a poorly built extension, wasn't it? Well, well yeah, right. It wasn't the floor made up of doors. Doors, yeah. Yeah, like, like the floor's so uneven, but somebody just put loads of doors down. Yeah, to so walk in across. the middle of the night, which I mean, that, that screws me around a little bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, you think, yeah. What's the door doing on the floor? <laughs> trying to open the door. <laughs> I can't get out. <coughs> but yeah, so we were in this, this area, and this area is it's, it's full of just stuff. Nothing in particular, it's just old stuff in there. There's Christmas decorations. Christmas decorations. I found an old tax disc from like the 1960s in there. There were doors stood up. <laughs> there was also there was on the floor. <laughs> so to get into this in this area, there's only an archway that separates it from the rest of the building. So we walk in this area, there's probably about six of us in there, we'd split up into a couple of groups. And we're stood in a circle. I've got our back to this archway that we walk through. And the thing with this place is it's next to the road. Now bear in mind this is sort of, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning, so there's not much traffic that goes past. It's in a little village, there isn't much traffic that goes through there anyway. But any time a car comes past you can see the lights go around the room, because there's gaps in the walls and that sort of thing. And we were, I remember all being stood there, doing a bit of calling out, and one of the crew that was stood on my left was looking past me back towards the archway. And all I heard them say was, what is that? Another member of the crew goes, we don't want those in here. I'm like, oh no, what is behind me? And I'm like, I want to turn around, but at the same time, I don't want to turn around. So I'm just stood with my back to these, whatever they were. And they, they, all they could describe them as was like these big, like, like wraiths, like almost like floating, but huge. And just like almost like a sheath, like you imagine the ghost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're a kid, you imagine the ghost being like this sheath. When you describe it, it like black. Oh yeah, I, I picture the ring wraiths from uh, Lord of the Rings, or yeah, the yes. Dementors yeah, from yeah, Harry Potter. That's yeah, yeah perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Um, so that's why I described these as, and they were just like, we don't want them in here. Just ignore them. They won't. They're not going to come any further. In blah blah blah. And I'm just there, stood there, terrified because I'm like, what is behind me? And as this is going on, I feel like the room is getting darker. And it's hard to explain because somewhere's dark anyway, you can't imagine it getting darker. But the lights, I could hear cars going past, but I couldn't see the lights. It's like they'd got, they were all driving their lights off. And as this room is getting darker and darker, it almost goes pitch black for me. And I feel like a pain. I feel a shove in my back which literally made me move forward and then this pain in my spine and I remember the the woman who was stood to my right just saying to me 
remember about your protection because we always do protection before we start these investigations so that we can push spirits away if we need to and that sort of thing so like remember your protection focus on that you know you'll be able to push them away and I couldn't get over the fact that I've been I've been shoved forward and I had this pain in my spine and I've later learned that in that same area there used to be um, hanging gallows so we think that these creatures or these figures that we saw could have been representative of a hangman or something like that and that shove was like as if I was being shoved through the gallows and then obviously the, the, the pain in my spine being a broken neck, a broken neck yeah, yeah. you know but it was so weird I mean there was, there was no one behind me but I physically couldn't stand still I had to move forward because I felt like someone just gone mm, straight in my back and to those that have you know, investigated before you, when you feel something like that you know, it, it, it's unnerving. It, was it is unnerving. To so yeah. get on the top of the head, I have to yeah. close it because, you know, you know these things can interact with you, but when they actually touch you, um, yeah. and you know you've been touched, you know sometimes you feel like you've been touched, but you know it's probably just part of your jumper it could be your coat unfolding on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you know when you've been touched, and it's it's it is it is unnerving. It is. It fair. really is. And wasn't it in that same room that someone saw that like a goblin? Because I wasn't there for this, but someone saw a goblin. Yes, creature? that that was in that archway as well. That was like sort of out the other side of the room. Um, that was behind these two creatures. Right. But we couldn't figure out what it was. Now apparently. The reports from the ram is there is some sort of like incubus there okay, as well. Okay. So we weren't sure if it was something to do with that or if it was something else. But it was just so weird that we saw that, the these hooded figures, yep. and then me getting shoved forward like that. It just all sort of like with with the hanging thing and, and that sort of made sense. But this sort of creature again. Again, you know, picture something like Dobby from Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, more evil looking. <laughs> um, also, it was described to me. Creature. The, 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 the Creatures, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Serious Black. Yeah. yeah. Creature. God, we're sad. Uh, it's only because they've been <laughs> replayed on ITV. I've been watching them, so I don't know what's going on. They've been um, replayed on ITV. Yeah, but they, but they never show. I don't know if they're going to do it this time, but they get to the last one and they don't show it. Oh. So you invest like six Sundays. <laughs> and then and then you, I want to see the end and, you know it's yeah. quite frustrating yeah. um, just get the DVDs from upstairs but it's not the point no you know I like watching adverts every 10 minutes um, uh, we digress <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, the other thing that happened at the H Ram Inn again I wasn't there um, so over to Ben but this yeah. was about the K2 metres that were in the room again yeah. we've got videos of this so if anybody wants to see the videos just drop us a line and I'll be sure to send them over to you. Yeah, so this was in sort of what you class as like a living area, I suppose. Um, there was basically what I like church pews uh, either side of a fireplace. So there's a fireplace like here, and then there's a pew there and a pew there, and then one sort of a couple of chairs at the end, um, a table in the middle. Only a, a small area again. And we're all sat there, we're getting a bit relaxed. Again, it's like... I don't know, midnight sort of time, 1am, something like that. And we've got two K2s on the table in front of us. And we're, we're doing a bit of calling out and asking for someone to come and, you know, mess with the lights on the K2, you know, make them flash up to the red, because they always stand the green. And we got a response. They went straight up to red and then straight back down. And... 
we asked them to do it again. So it did it again. Back then. Now bearing in mind there was two there and both of them were doing this. So we started asking more questions because with the K2s again we can get a yes and no answer out of them. So if it's a yes answer they can make the lights go up, if it's a no answer they don't have to affect it at all. So we started asking some questions and we found out that we believe it was a child that was playing with these instruments. So what we did was we moved one onto a spare seat that was in between me and another chap and we moved the other one to the other end of the table. So they were a good six feet apart from each other. Probably a bit more to be fair. And we asked specifically to make the lights move on the K2 that was by the fireplace by me. And the lights went up and then back down. But the other one didn't. So then we, we asked them to move to the other one and make the other one flash. And then it happened. So something like that. I mean, K2s can be manipulated. They can be manipulated by, by um, electric, by mobile phones. Mobile phones, anything that emits some sort of microwave. Um, even if you're holding it, you can make them... Like if it's dark and you're holding them with a button, oh, yeah, you yeah. can sort of you make can, it. Yeah, you can, for those yeah. that don't know, you can cheat a K2 meter mm. because the on-off button, you know, the big button in the middle, you can hold it between on and off and if you just wiggle it a little bit, yeah, the lights go light mad. So again, um, That's careful. why we put them down. Whenever we use them, we put them down yeah. on the table or on the so floor or whatever so no one's touching if them. You're, if you're on, a, on an event and, and you see someone holding it and it's going mad, yeah. just have a look at their thumb and see what their thumb's doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, we're a trusting bunch, but you know, you can never be too sure. So if you're in the dark and you see this thumb wiggling around on this on this big button, um, yeah. chances are they're, they're, they're trying to fool you. I'll just say now, because we're recording this on my camera, it only calls for half an hour at a time, so if someone's seen like a little jump in the edit, it's just because it stopped recording and yeah. we had to restart it. It's not paranormal. Yeah, it's not paranormal. There's no ghosts in the house. <laughs> like. um, but yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there just in case anyone goes, oh, I'll jump there. <laughs> What's going on? Um, yeah, so you were talking, yeah? Yeah, so we, we got them to go from one to the other and back to the other and back to the other and I can't remember what it was. We asked if we could speak to like a parent or an adult and both K2s just went straight up to red back down again and that was kind of it like everything disappeared and you can sort of tell if an area has gone quiet all of a sudden because you feel like the energy shifts and it was almost like we had asked for some sort of parents come along this child knew they shouldn't have been messing around yeah. and had run off and yeah, run off yeah you know, it was so weird. In this particular really area, was. we always do a sweep before we start investigating for several reasons. One of them being for health and safety, so we know if there's any, you know, change in floor levels or yeah. any steps we need to know about when it's dark. Um, but also, I always walk around with the, 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 the meter just to see if there's any particular areas that are kicking it off, and then yeah. I, I have a look as to why. So, is there a fuse box or some, you know, exposed wiring? I mean, somewhere. even something like if, an, if a building in has Wi Fi. Yeah, that it, will can, set it, it will set it off. So when I did this room, I didn't get much. I didn't get anything at all in terms of the K2. Um, but what's interesting, and this is, again, the sceptical side of me, is if you do get to see this video, someone takes a picture of the two K2 metres as they're next to each other, and as the picture flashes, the K2 metre shoots up. Yeah. So it shows how they can be influenced by outside, yeah. by outside yeah. sources. Um, so, yeah, um, that was pretty much it for the HRM. Like yeah, there wasn't a lot that went know, on there. I mean, it's, it's a creepy building. I mean, again, it... there's a lot of sort of religious stuff as well there, isn't there? 
I think it's the area itself. I mean, Gloucester's. Well, yeah, Gloucester's quite yeah. a, a religious place. But it's 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 a, it's a building that's very full of different artifacts and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a, obviously a very very old building. Yeah. Well, it was so old. I mean, when we went into the loft, there were certain areas we couldn't go in mm. because we would literally fall through the oh, roof. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe yeah. they need some doors on the floor up there or something. Possibly, like yeah. We could have fell through the roof, so we had to be careful where we were going. Now there was a guy that used to he used to live there. I think his name was John, and he died not long before we went. And a lot I've heard a lot of people claim that the reason the activity wasn't so good then and hasn't been since was because he's died the spirits that were attached to him have also gone yeah again let's be skeptical about it it could also be that he was doing things um, in <laughs> you order, never know in order to know. make a decent living because yeah. you know people pay a lot of money to go to these places i mean and it was a very highly investigated place yeah very you know, a lot of groups that went there and, and would pay a lot to yeah. go there so another reason it could be quiet is because maybe the spirits if they are energy or you know yeah if, if, if they're being asked if you know if they're they're basically performing monkeys and if they're being asked to perform three oh, yeah. or four nights a week for seven hours at a time <laughs> they're, they're going to need a holiday yeah you absolutely. Know? so they're probably going to be you know what just bugger off <laughs> we don't want to perform for you so there's always that possibility as well and we do notice that we do yeah. notice if we go somewhere that's the opposite and it's never been done before it's equally as quiet oh, um, yeah. and we think that that's because sometimes the spirits don't know what to do they don't know how to take it yeah it's like if, if a building hasn't been investigated we find that you know there's, there isn't much energy built up there, and these things do take time. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, the the pub that we've been doing um, over over the past six or seven months, um, you may have heard us talk about it on the podcast. That's getting more and more active every time. Doing. In fact, yeah. the landlord called me on Saturday morning before opening hours. He was cleaning, and told me that he'd had a flurry of activity within the hour that he was there cleaning. Wow. Uh, pieces of wood were moving on their own. He heard his name called. The doors were opening on their own. Big doors. Um, so he'd heard quite a lot of activity and seen a lot of activity. And I think it's because we're 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 uh, we're not waking it up, but it's getting used to interacting yeah. with yeah. us now. You know. And and the other thing people need to remember is if you're if you're kind of shouting at this entity, you know, look into my camera or make this K two meter light up. If you're talking to someone who who's come from I don't know anywhere that's older than the last 30 years they're going to think well what's a k2 meter i don't know what you're yeah, about true or you know if they're from the 18 1700s look into this camera they're going to be going what yeah what, what do you mean <laughs> um yeah. same with the spirit boards if you're talking to people and you, you're saying what's your name spell your name and you get frustrated remember that you could be talking to a child who can't spell Might their name to spell. Yeah. you could be talking to someone who's illiterate because they're from like Again, 1700s, well, yeah. and they, the only way they spelt the name was with an X. Yeah. So they probably don't know how to spell the name. So all these are things you need to take into account when you're talking to to, to potential spirits. You need to understand and put yourselves into their um, spiritual shoes and um, try and imagine you know the situation that they're in or they were in and why they might not be able to interact with you the way you're you're asking them. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, we. I don't know, we said we'd make this about 45 minutes or so, so we've probably got another yeah. 10 minutes or so. Um, so we'll talk about one of my favourite places. Not a lot happened, but when it did, it was great. And that is Smevik Swimming Baths. So anyone from the UK can probably tell by our accent that we're not far from Smevik. It's one of our local swimming baths. Yep. Um, fully functioning baths. I mean, when we turned up, the staff were just leaving. You could still smell the chlorine. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. A fully functioning place. And at the time we didn't know, but it used to be used for bands. 
Um, there was, the Beatles there was have played there. There was a lot of bands that have played there in the past. Yeah, the Beatles yeah, have uh, played there. Yeah, so in fact, um, I was the talking... Craze have got an association with that place. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Craze. Ronnie and, Ronnie and Reggie Craze. Um, I was talking to someone the other day who, who, who'd who seen the Beatles there, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of my talks. The, wow. Uh, Again, like fascinating stuff. Could you imagine seeing the Beatles in such a small at Smevic place? Smevic. <laughs> Smevic. <laughs> right, of all places. Bizarre. Um, so anyway, we turned up there. wasn't expecting much because it's a functioning swimming baths. I mean, the building is old, um, but one thing I I can speak for us both. One thing we've learned is that if it looks haunted, probably not. Yeah. If it doesn't look haunted, probably, probably is. is. Um, that's that's our mantra. Um, so we turned up, set everything up, we had a few guests with us on the night, and we, as we always do, we split up. And we went into this, some of us went into this long corridor, and there were some, some rooms on the side, I think they were like staff rooms or something. And if you go down this corridor and take a left, it goes into a, a boiler room, but there's no other way out, so you have to come back out into the corridor and up it. And everyone was in this room, me and one of, the, one of our um, crew members, Les, we were walking up and down with a camera just calling out. And we heard a um, whistle, loud as you like, a tuneful whistle. So we heard it down the bottom of the corridor. So I ran, I say ran, I ambled <laughs> down to the bottom of the corridor <laughs> to see what the whistle was. No one there, and realised that whatever it was couldn't have gone out without coming past us. Yeah. As I've turned round and got back around the corner so I can see Les, and I'm signalling to him, don't know what that was, I get right in my ear a cough as loud as you like and I know this sounds weird but it was feminine it was like a female <coughs> clearing her throat and at that point I did run <laughs> and I ran to Les and said did you hear that and Les said yep definitely heard it and we then found out that that area was where the artists would have their I guess what I don't know what did we used to have in a band what's it called Oh, like a green room? Yeah, like a backstage room, yeah, uh, yeah. rehearsal room or whatever. Yeah. And that's where they would be. So the whistling and the clearing of the throat, to me, signified someone tuning up, someone getting ready with yeah. their the yeah. vocals, and that's what we heard. So we decided to stick it there, and everyone came out of the rooms, and they all drifted off, but one guy hung around. Don't know who he was, just a, a paying guest member. And we did a spirit board. We were in a corridor, so we had to do it on a windowsill, and we started asking questions. The guy doing it with us said that he thought his dad was talking to us. So again, quite sceptical. So I asked if he could move his finger off the glass. So this was the story I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Draco board. So we asked if he could move his finger off the glass. He did. But he continued to ask questions. So there's just me and Les left. Now we don't know this guy. And he asked about eight or nine questions. What street did I grow up on? Uh, what's mom's name? The name of my eldest son? How did you die? Etc, etc. And we got every single question right. Again, he got quite upset. Let's take him for a cup of tea and calm him down. But I can't explain that. No. I try my best to explain any kind of activity uh, logically, but I can't that. Because if it isn't a spirit moving the glass, you're now talking about some kind of telekinesis where the person who's asking the questions but not touching the glass is somehow putting the uh, answers into your mind yeah. and, and you're subconsciously you moving the yeah. glass. So there's, there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, but either way, it absolutely blew me away. Uh, me and Les. And this guy, you know, he like I said, he was upset. We had to go and have a cup of tea. And yeah. a cup of tea solves everything. And after 10 minutes or so, he was calm enough and we, 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 we carried on. But that that will stay with me for a long time. Um, and then, I guess, I don't know, you want to mention the, the, the pendulum? The, the pendulum one was a good one to make it bath. So we entered this room, which was kind of like 
I don't know, class it as like a bit of a, a steam room type of thing. Well, it was, it was just a, off the sauna, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the saunas was at, were at the end, weren't yeah, they? It was warm in there. It, it was very warm. warm, but there was all these beds laid oh. out, so we just sort of just lay down on there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we were supposed to or not, but everyone just sort of made themselves comfortable, <laughs> and that was that. So we were in there, and we were doing this um, this human pendulum, like Kieran described earlier. And was it the woman that was doing it that was the one that got upset? It wasn't, was it? It was someone well, else. It was, we were doing a... This was what... We, we were doing a spirit walkthrough. So it's similar that to the pendulum we described before. Yes. But this involves more than one person, basically. Yeah. So you can have two. You can have up to as many as you like if your room's big enough. But you just line people up. Yeah, you get about three or four people. Yeah. Um, sort of either back-to-back -back or facing each other. And people at either end and people at the sides, again, for, for health and safety reasons. And you basically ask spirits to come towards your voice whoever's in control at the time and the idea is that all the people will move the same way and then back the other way when you ask them to move away from your voice so we were doing this and then we ended up ask, using this to ask questions um, so for some reason there was a woman was she part of the was she part of the walkthrough yeah I'm sure she was so she was she was stood at the end and she had two daughters, she'd come with two daughters. That was it, she two was daughters middle -aged lady. Her, they? The two daughters were stood on the side. Yeah, that um, was it. Basically to be in case she fell yeah. over. Um, but yeah, so she she was stood there and started asking questions and then she started sobbing, started yeah, crying. Like just really just uncontrollable, just burst into tears, didn't know what was wrong. Yeah, and then we found <laughs> so out weird. We found she she said she was from the eighteen hundreds. Um, we asked how she got here, she'd come with her husband, she hadn't, she'd come with her two daughters. Yep. Uh, how did she get there? She'd come on a horse. On a horse, yeah. She hadn't, I think she got a courser or something parked yeah, outside. Yeah. Definitely um, not And for about 15 minutes, this, this woman was, you know, she was inconsolable. Oh she, yeah. She was yeah. really, really weeping. Mm. She was crying like mad. Um, people it's, it's getting what, scared. It's what you would class as possession. Yeah, it's what people would class as possession. Yeah, it's what they would be classed yeah. as. You know, she thought she was someone else. But basically. yeah, I mean, even the rest of the guests were starting to yeah, get scared. Yeah. And, and, and at that, that point, we have, we have a duty of care to remove the person from the situation for their own uh, well-being, mm -hmm. but also for everyone else, because, you know, her two daughters were getting distressed. Yeah, they were. Yeah. getting distressed. Yeah. So a couple of the crew members physically took her outside, to sat out on the streets, get some fresh air, to yeah. sort of try and calm her down. Uh, and she did. I think it took a while, like 20 minutes or so, before she came round. Mm -hmm. She was still insisting that she'd come on a horse with her husband, even though her two daughters were stood right by her. Um, she eventually calmed down and, and, and she came back and, and we carried on the yeah. investigation. Um, but, yeah. It, it was just... I mean, that, that kind of blew my mind because for someone to... Even if it was someone making that stuff up, to put on that kind of show, basically, yeah, to be able to not stop crying, you know, to be able to force yourself to cry in the first yeah, place is, yeah. is a tough task. And then to keep that up for that long... Yeah. It's just, it's kind of like, mm, I can't imagine someone being able to do that. Yeah. So that sort of thing. It comes to it comes down to the trusting again, you know. Yeah, of course. And, 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 and I, I always say that the paranormal investigating is it's a, a, a personal thing. And, you know, if you're feeling something, nobody can take that away from you. People might say that you're lying because they're not feeling it. They might exactly. call you a liar because they're not seeing it. But you know what you're seeing. And if you're not seeing it, but you're telling yourself you are, and you're lying to yourself, well, you've got to live with that, and you'll be lying in bed that night knowing that you've lied to yourself. 
But if you're actually seeing it, despite what anyone else is or isn't seeing, it doesn't matter. If you're seeing it, it's a personal experience and that's what makes it such, a, such an interesting subject. Um, I think that was it really for Smurry. I but think that's uh, a pretty good place to yeah. wrap this up as well. Yeah, I mean we're probably sitting at around where we're, we we've wanted got, to do. We're about 45 minutes now. Uh, we have got more that we wrote down, but we'll do a part two. I was going to say, we could always do another one at yeah, some point. Yeah, why not? In a few episodes we'll do a part two. Um, yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed that and enjoyed looking at our ugly mugs. And if you're still listening to this on an old podcast, then, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and lucky you, you don't have to look at our ugly mugs. Um, but do go over to our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see us sat in my living room and yeah. talking. <laughs> just, just talking <laughs> just away. Just talking. Um, it's such a strange hobby. Um, so, yeah, as always, thank you very much to you guys for listening, for watching, and um, we hope to... Talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to everyone soon. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Bye. -bye.